Chris, I'm sorry. If you're okay. Welcome to the good, the bad, the ugly a podcast about movies. I have with me again one of my good brothers, special guest, Otra vez, Mr. Demo himself, Darrell Morris, young CEO. Yes, sir. Thank you for that nice intro. The mic, the mic's over here, not not over there. Okay, so we're gonna start this off like this. I see. So, yeah, it's your boy Darrell back again. Excited to do another podcast with Kevin, aka Spicy Man himself. Um, I'll let you do the introduction about the movie and everything, but yeah, this this is another good one. Do you want to talk about the young CEO right quick? Oh yeah, like what do you want to know, like? I kind of touched, I touched base on it last time. Young CEO, uh, again, it's just like, uh, it's a clothing line based off entrepreneurship. And it's solely for um, the younger generation. But I have had a lot of, I guess, seasoned people buy things. But it's just um, a place where we all can network as entrepreneurs and kind of network and benefit off each other from like ideas and whatnot. Just a way to get in the game. I'm kind of venturing out onto other things as well, like uh, stocks and whatnot, and I'm really getting heavy in that. So hopefully soon I can put up some blog on my website about that and show you guys some successful uh, trades and whatnot. Sure. Look, look forward to look forward to seeing it too. Yeah. YoungCEO.com, correct? YoungCEOCo.com. YoungCEOCo.com. But coming up. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Blade. So Blade came out August 21st, 1998. A short, quick overview that I made myself. A half man, half vampire, and anti-hero hunts vampires. That's it. That's overview. Simple as that. Sign me up. I'm ready to see this. It was good. I think it was the first time I actually watched it all the way through. So to be honest with you, okay. Chris Christopherson was the best character in there. His name is Chris Christopherson. Everybody. K R I S K R I S T. The rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> So the cast, we have Wesley Snipes as Blade, Steven Dorff as Frost, Chris Christopherson as Whistler. Yup. <laughs> um, and Bush Wright as Karen, Donald Logue as Quinn. He was a guy that, uh, the redhead guy. Oh, okay, okay. One kept getting chopped up and burned alive and stuff. Yeah, goofy one. Udo Kier as Dragonetti. Um, He's like Dragonetti was the uh, one of the high vampire, the head mm-hmm. of the vampire ups the ranks that got his teeth pulled out. Yeah, oh, gross, Brody. And Arlie Jover as Mercury. And the, oh, go ahead. That's the one that that you said that was like that should be in the Olympics. Oh yeah, she was moving, bro. Them ladies were moving. But he forgot the final. Oh, oh no, I was gonna say that for last. Oh, oh go ahead, then. Yeah, and special appearance or a special guest, but I'm not gonna lie, her character. I'm gonna get into that a little bit, but we also have Sanal Lathan in this movie mm. as Blade's mom. That's bait. So you know what I'm saying. But, hey, I won't say the things that Kevin was saying during the movie about yeah, her, but she was doing her thing in this movie. Yeah. Box office. It may it. It um, cost $45 million, had a budget of $45 million. Opening weekend, $17 million. Mm. And world, worldwide, it grossed $131 million. Dang. So, I did not know that. Safe to say it was a, it was a success. Mm-hmm. Spawned off two more other films, three total, I guess. Yep. And even a TV show. Did you know they had a TV show for this? I did not. Is it on there? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know rapper Sticky Fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he he plays as Blade. I didn't watch the show too what? much. I just didn't want to. 
I was like, I don't want to, I'm not entertaining this. Yeah, he got a haircut for it, though. But. And um, they also had like a little anime show for it, too. I don't watch this. So, yeah, okay. Reviews of the film. So before I dive into the reviews, well, you know what? Actually, no, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about the reviews. And I'm going to ask you for the reviews, for your personal review after this, after I talk about it. So it got a 45 on Metascore, meaning that it's at the dick. Meaning that it's a decent movie, or they gave it like a decent rating. Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-six percent, with an audience score of seventy-eight percent. So, bump both of those scores. I strongly disagree. This movie is awesome, and fun fact: this movie also saved comic book films. Mm. So, but I'll dive into that a little, into the uh, later, more later on categories. Um. There were some negative reviews about this film, and I choose not to read them because fuck those guys mm-hmm. that that reviewed this movie well, that really horribly. So I'm just gonna go ahead and talk about the positive reviews because positive positive reviews make more sense to me. So here go some of the reviews. One of those classic comic book films that I took way too long to see. Blade is just simply awesome. Blades, stomach-turning special effects, bone-crunching martial arts, and cynical humor will more than satisfy any action films, action film addict's need for a fix of eye-popping escapist adrenaline. Man, y'all be making me read so many words like that. Shit. <laughs> Wesley Snipes understands the material from the inside out and makes an effective blade because he knows that the key ingredient in any interesting superhero is not oh my gosh in omnipotence but vulnerability vulnerability omnipotence i said yeah omnipotence omnipotence i don't know how to say it omnipotence omnipotence <laughs> still holds up at, still holds up as one of the best non-mcu comic book films well it is a mcu comic book film so i don't know who made that last one but yeah, what do you think about this? Your, your personal review of this film? Since I'm be honest with y'all, this probably was my first time actually watching it all the way through. Because um, I, I mean, I didn't know. I don't know. I wasn't always a big fan of Wesley Snipes, but having watched it, how dare you? I'm be honest, bro. How I'm dare honest. you? I mean, it is what it is. You know what? Next time I come over here, we're just gonna have a Wesley Snipes marathon. We and... should watch like a Disney Channel movie. Oh yeah. yeah. So there's no blood and all that nasty stuff. <laughs> nah, but um. <laughs> Yeah, Wesley, he did his thing, bro. I like all the action that was in it, like you mentioned. And um, it was, uh, it kept my attention. Some parts, like some of the graphics, I know it was 1998, but some of the graphics, though, it was kind of like. It's CGI in the beginning, man. True, true, true. CGI in the beginning. So, but yeah, other than that, like, I mean, all the martial arts and everything, that kept my attention. I love action packed movies or comedy movies. So that was right up my alley. <clears throat> but overall, I give it like a. I give it a, I give it a, a strong 8.8. Okay. 10 out of 10 for me. Of course it is. Wesley Snipes is the man, bro. I mean, he, I mean, he acted well in the movie. I definitely you know he, that. He did his own stunts in this movie, too. I'll do my own stunts in my movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah, well, if he did that, I mean, I kind of saw that. What, what, what stunt did he have to do that was, like, just out of this world, though? Probably that... That huge fall, that, that huge jump at the end of it. But I'm sure he had like a wire connected to him. Like, it's not like he just jumped from the tenth story and then just landed on his feet. Just landed on his feet. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and all those and all those martial arts stunts. Yeah, I mean that's all. Like that's I respect tough. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't do that without at least a year of classes. Even though after this goes, after we finish with this, I'm probably gonna try it out on Kevin. So, uh, what's this nice? He's huge in the martial arts, man. Like that's that. his thing. Um, Kevin's getting defensive, y'all. Wow. I'm not getting no defensive. Um, movie awards. Moving on to the next segment. Movie awards. Everybody say goodbye to Demo. This is the last <laughs> time you're going to be on here. You didn't even tell me what you thought about the movie. You just said I 10 out of 10. It's a, it is 10 out of 10. A great story. Uh, to me, it was like, this is like, I think, well, not the first, but. No, it is the first. It is the first Marvel movie that was rated R. 
And it was also the first Marvel movie that was that centered around a black superhero, not Black Panther. That's cool. How is it rated R after that opening scene in the club? We'll talk about that. Okay. Well, that's that's we'll talk about that later on in the, in the show. Okay. Or in the episode, whatever. Movie awards, according to IMDb, it got five wins and eleven nominations. So I'm going to focus on more of the wins here and talk about a couple of the nominations. But um, at the 1999 ASCAP Film and Television Music Awards, it won for top box office films. Um, other nominations or nominees within this category, if I can find it right quick, here we go, boom. Other nominees were, oh, there's, there's a bunch of them in here. Oh, wow. Okay. This, this one doesn't make really much sense to me because I guess nobody really is like a loser in this one. They have like a bunch of winners in this category. We have, <clears throat> tell me if you know any of these movies, okay? Oh, gosh. A Perfect Murder. Negative. City of Angels. I think I've heard of it. Lost in Space. Negative. Deep Impact. Yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You're a liar. No, I watched it like last month. What's it about? Dude, I can't. I remember. Hold on, hold on. All right. Who's I'm moving it? on. I'm Good. moving on. I, 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 saw, I saw it, bro. The Man in the Iron Mask. No. The Truman Show. You know. The Mask of Zorro. Yes. I know you're going to be last two. Mulan. Uh, duh. Um, who you calling a lip noodle? <laughs> uh, who you calling? What do you say? Anyway, carry on. And the last one. Well, maybe you might not know this one. Ants. Bro, come on. Who ain't seen ants, bro? You. Okay, yeah, you're right. But I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Okay, at the 1999 Saturn Awards, it, it got. Oh, whoopsie daisy. Getting a little bit of my head ahead of myself over here. The. Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, R.I.P. Blockbuster, 1999. It won for Best Actor and Best um, Best Villain. How do you feel about the villain in the uh, in the in the movie? Oh yeah, I mean he played his part. He did his thing. Uh, I honestly did not like him the whole movie. Didn't like him the whole movie. I mean, I like I liked how good he was at being the villain. So I'm saying like he did his duty with um, like playing his role as a villain. Cause I was just like, bro, I hope they kill you like right now. Like when Buddy was in the park. Okay. I was like, this, and then he dies. I was like, nah, dude. shoot him again. <laughs> okay. So favorite actor in the horror category is what was the Snipes one. He won for Blade. And this is a very small like category or nominees. Cause there's not a lot. We have Elijah Wood was nominated in this for the faculty and then we have adam arkin who was nominated for halloween age 20 20 years later or h2o i believe some it was something like that hmm. have you seen the faculty or okay no. my following move on no, um uh, and then for favorite villain because stephen dorf won that um Can't really, it's weird. I can't really find it. Oh, here we go. Okay, so favorite villain, Stephen Dorff won it. Other nominees was John Voight in Enemy of the State. Seen that. With Will Smith movie. Great movie. It is a great movie. Favorite actor, probably. And then his wife was bad in that movie, too, with the scene. Oh, oh. And then we have Matt Letcher in The Mask of Zorro. I believe that's the, that was the, uh, like, American general guy. Yeah, it was him. Like a colonel or whatever. He had, like, a sword in it. Mm -hmm. Fine. <clears throat> so, wait, that came, that came out the same year um, Enemy of the State came out? Yeah. Dang. 
at least at least they put them in the same category. So this was not this was a 1999 Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. So yeah, RIP the Blockbuster. But shout out to my Netflix uh, stock. So <clears throat> are you invested in Netflix? Uh, yeah. All Especially right. this quarantine. That's all everybody doing. True. Come on, Kelly. And um, <clears throat> we have the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. That's a that's a nice that's crazy. I love I like that name for award show. For award show, I like that. Would you feel safe Fang- in there? Hell no, but I, I would like definitely watch it though on TV or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. And um, the winner was, I think, Best Villain? No. It was uh, Best Supporting Actor, Udo Kier. For like the, I guess, like the vampire boss guy. He he won. He won that year for um, Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Rick, other, other nominees in this category was Richard O'Brien for Dark City, Rich Komenich for Henry Portrait, Portrait of a Serial Killer Part Two, wow. Robert Patrick for The Faculty, and Leave Schreiber for Phantom. And um, where are we on? Okay, finally. Steven Dorff wins it again for Best Actor at the 1999 MTV Movie and TV Awards. And this one, he tied, this was like, I guess it's the first time ever on this show, but he tied for Best, for best Supporting Actor with, um, I see it right here, Matt Dillon and There's Something About Mary. Have you ever seen this something about Mary? That's no, a, but I know who Matt Dillon is. That's a funny movie. Um, yeah, but they both won it. Oh, okay. And it's a tie. Sweet. Other category, uh, other nominees in this category was Bride of Chucky. Okay, so uh, Chucky and Bride of Chucky, my fault. Yeah, I watched it. Rose McGowan and Jawbreaker and Jet Li and Lethal Weapon Four. Yes, sir. If you can see what if you can see what Demo's doing right now, I'm about to chop him head off. <laughs> so. Let's talk about some of these nominees that they were um, in. So at that Chainsaw Awards, we got to go back to that. The Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, right? Wesley Snipes was nominated for Blade for Best Actor. But the winner of this was James Woods in Vampires. Other nominees were Miguel Ferrer in The Night Flyer, Ian McKellen in Apartment People. And Paul Rotondo and the Ugly. Uh, you look disgusted. I am disgusted because Blade should have definitely won that one. I mean, no disrespect to James Woods, but Vampire was like the forgettable, forgettable film. I mean, I saw a sequel and I was like, bro, what the fuck? But anyways, it's all good. Not even tripping. But this last one I want to read, we're going to go back to the MTV Movie Awards because Blade was nominated for Best Fight Scene in this. And I believe, I, I brought this up earlier before in the, when I talked about Rush Hour, I believe it lost to, uh, yeah, it did. It lost to There's Something About Mary. Mm-hmm. And bet, it, it won Best Fight for for Best Fight Scene where Ben Stiller fights against a Puffy the dog. It's like, it's not, there's something about Mary's like a comedy film if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, obviously like a fight scene in there where he fights against his little dog. But the other nominees in this category were Blade for his fight against vampires, Rush Hour in which Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker mm-hmm. fought for fought against the Chinese gang, and mm-hmm. then we have the Mask of Zorro where Antonio Banderas fights against. Um, American crumble guy, whatever. Making that face, what do you think about this category? I'm just thinking about Rush Hour. Like, that's a great movie. So, if you could, I guess, like, 
fix this, who would win this? Who would win this category for you? You have Blade in here. You have Rush Hour, Mask of Zorro, and I might even say this within about Mary. And what's the category exactly? Best fight, best fight award. Man, hey, my boy Jackie be laying it down, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know you over here. You I love Blade. I love Wesley. Nah, bro. Jackie. And then what? What? Chris Taco, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Okay, so I guess if you want like a serious fight, like actually, because like Wesley played serious the whole movie, I give it to him. But like, no, you gotta you gotta make up your mind right now, right here, right now. Just the fighting, just the fighting. It says best fight. This category says best fight, so you must make up your mind right now. I'm still gonna give it to Jackie Chan because his his to me looks more. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Demos a sellout, and he (laughs) betrayed he betrayed the fellow fellow black race and went against and went. Oh no. I'm just saying it looked more real. Well, your skin do kind of look a little bit yellow. Hmm? Huh? What'd you say? So, yeah. He, take a shot so, for that. Demo gives awards for Rush Hour. That's cool. I, I can't even argue that. Thank you. But I could have said something about me. I mean, it could have gone either between either for Blade or Rush Hour. Yeah. But I'm going to Blade. Well, you are a basic guy. So, I mean, oh, I'm a basic guy. Okay. Well, there it is. You heard it here first. Oh, okay. The second time. All right. I'll say it again. Let's move on. Basic. So, let me ask you: What about this movie stands out for you? Oh, what stood out besides (laughs) Sanaa? Well, let me go ahead and do this first, quick, because this man. So, what makes the movie stand out for me, right, (laughs) is that. Like I said earlier before, this first, this was like the first black Marvel superhero to get his own film. And we have, um, I don't mean to sound, but you know what? It's my show. We have a black dude wow. out here wow. killing white vampires. Wow. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. Wow. Yeah, it's a little bit my fault. Um, he killed the black person too, though. The smooth, I, I, I just want to say like the smooth, like mysterious badass persona of blade like you know this dude just really shows no emotion he cold it's like even when he spoiler if you have seen blade go ahead and watch it and skip this for like two minutes or something but blade out here you know he he even knows doesn't show any type of he like shows a little bit of remorse but little to none when he had to give his gun to uh whistler and what's that to kill himself Chris Christopherson. Oh, Chris Christopherson, my fault. Christopherson, yeah. And another thing that stands out to me is like these epic fight scenes that are in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Blade showed up. Wesley did his thing. He showed up every time there was a fight scene. He showed up like a boss. And it looked even more boss because, like you said, he showed up. No emotion. You know what? Let me, let me, let me rephrase this question for you. Like, okay. what makes this movie, like, memorable to you? That you, that, like, now you, when you look, like, you walking by or you, it like just randomly pops into your head. Like, what makes it so memorable to you? Like, what makes it, what makes it stand out? What makes it so memorable? Definitely the action pack. It was action pack throughout the entire movie, especially at the end. You know, I got a little excited when we was like, "Oh, there go the, there go the music." You know, oh yeah. Okay. But it's stuff like that. That's what makes me remember it, and just the seriousness of him. Like, you would have felt like watching him. You actually felt like this was a real thing going on because he was so serious about it. Ooh. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I said the music. The music is like what, like what you used to call it, um, like dubstep type, but not dubstep. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's music, great. Like hey, it make you want to fight. I almost slapped Kevin mid mid movie. <laughs> I just looked at him like, man, yeah, you would have regretted that. Oh, for real? Oh, you better regret this shot. We better take. Ain't no shot. Moving on to the next category. We got Tales from the Script. It's what I call this movie Facts, but now I changed the name to it. It's now called Tales from the Script. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Let's get into it. So the original Blade movie was the first big success for Marvel and the movie industry. And it would go on to spawn two sequels in a TV show, as well as change the face of the comics that inspired the character. So, because I believe, like, um, believe it or not, I, I don't know if this is really entirely Marvel, but in the early 90s, they had a Fantastic Four movie 
they had Captain America movie and they had a Spider-Man movie. I don't know if it was just TV movies or what, but those movies were like god awful. Like they were trash. Even Captain America didn't make no sense. So it was like really bad. I be, but I think like the one that, as far as I can remember, like the one that really hit theaters was Howard the Duck, and it was a Marvel film. It was made in like the eighties, and um, it was really bad, terrible. So this was like the first one that actually like got Marvel going into its direction that it wanted it to go. LL Cool J hey. was originally going to play Blade. No. And nope. Him, uh, other actors were, that were considered were LL Cool J, Denzel Washington. I mean, and Lawrence Fishburne. Do you know who Lawrence Fishburne is? I don't. Uh, Morpheus from The Matrix. Ballhead Black. Dude. Okay, he could have did it too. So yeah, that, he did his thing in The Matrix. Yeah, so so those three guys were considered to be Blade. The, but the director, he he can only see. He, he can only see Blake, uh, Wesley Snipes playing this role, and he wanted him more than anybody else. I think you made the right choice. The only other person I could really see would be Morpheus. I don't know Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus. I don't. I don't know if Denzel. Denzel could do all the martial, like the martial arts. Fight. Denzel could do any role he wanted. He wants to just let you know. I mean, I like that's my second favorite actor. Like, have I've never seen him do like a second favorite? Who's your first favorite? Will. Will and Ooh. everything. Will Smith. That's tough. Like Will over everybody. That's a bro. good one. That's a real good one. Um, That's why I watch Fresh Prince every week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see Lawrence Fishburne doing this too because he, you know, he did his, he did do his thing in the Matrix. Okay, bro. I don't really know if you want to watch like that, but you know that's tough. Blade saved Marvel movies and the superhero genre. He was the first real superhero success after disasters like Batman and Robin, Steel, uh, and Steel came out like in the 90s. Do you know, have you ever seen Steel? Steel is a DC comic book character, right? Mm -hmm. And Shaq played him in the, in the, like in the 90s. I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I believe, I believe when he made this movie, he was with the Lakers at the time, like one of his first few seasons with the Lakers. He made a lot of movies when he was with the Lakers. Um, if it weren't for Blade, studios would have never gambled on Spider-Man and X-Men. And this this would have like killed the whole comic book movie boom. Like we, so basically, like if we never had Blade come in, right? Mm -hmm. Chances are we would have never had the Avengers come in, Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, all of them. Like you said, we're out here. So yeah. So it's, Swallow that poof, like it or not. Oh, wow. You're really aggressive today. Just a little bit. Blades, oh, I already said that. Wesley Snipes was, I think you might like this one. Wesley Snipes was interested in doing a movie adaptation of the Black Panther comics when he was offered the project. Because when he was offered to do Blade, he wanted to do Black Panther instead. Because, you know, like, I believe, like, um in the in the 80s and the nine and, like, the early 90s, like Black Panther really was big in comic books. Mm -hmm. um, Spike Lee's do the right thing. He has one of his characters that carries around a comic book, a Black Panther comic book all, all the time. He's somewhat quoting Black Panther. Cause you know, he's like saying, Black Panther eat pizza, I eat pizza. <laughs> so like, that's like one of his lines. And he kept referring to Black Panther a lot through the film. So yeah, I, I would have liked to see this. And I, you know, I could see this happening too, especially in the nineties, but, um, Continuing with that with that fact or script, um, he said that he was unfamiliar with the Blade comics, and he and seeing more of a connection to the black exploitation heroes of the 1970s. And this is what he said: "I just approached him as this really cool character, where I'd get to do martial arts and wear a leather suit." That's what that's what Wesley Snipes said. So, Jet Li was offered the part of Deacon Frost, the villain in the film. But he opted out to do Lethal Weapon 4 instead. Mark Mark Wahlberg also was offered this role. I can see that. 
I, I would have gone with Mark Wahlberg instead. Because, yeah. like, he, he can be a real good villain. I don't know if you've seen the movie. Um, What is that movie called? Can't think of it, but, like, he he's like a psycho boyfriend. And he, like. I can definitely see that. Yeah, he was like a psycho boyfriend in the, in the movie and everything. I forgot what that movie was called. I like Mark Wahlberg, too. Um, Karen, the the counterpart of Blade. Yeah. The girl who played chess? Yeah. Karen was originally going to be played by a white actress. But Wesley Snipes encouraged them to do a cast to cast a black actress instead. Like he strongly urged it. He wanted that to happen. So shout out to Wesley. Do you know what type of car Blade drove in the movie? A car that I need to be buying. A a souped up nineteen sixty eight Dodge Charger. Yeah, I need that. I need that for real. I need one with a top down. Car top, top down. That boy got money. David S. Goyer. Oh, these these are the last two ones, right? Mm-hmm. I know this is the last one, and this last one is is pretty crazy. So um, here we go. Oh, it's not the last one. Come on, Kevin, get it together, man. Yeah, Kevin. I, I got I got I got one more for you too. I, I got to save in my phone. That's why. Um, so two, so technically we got two left. David S. Goyer, the I believe the director, explained in the DVD commentary that when Karen wakes up at Blade's hideout after after her attack and was rescued by Blade, the script had her discover a jar with a vampire baby in it. And the baby would be alive and used by Blade and Whistler as a guinea pig for testing out weapons to fight vampires. The studio, however, found the concept to be disturbing and refused to allow it. What What are your thoughts on that, man? I mean, yeah, I can see. I can see why they did it. I like the storyline how it is now. Yeah, it made sense. It was a little nasty at first, y'all. I took, we talked about this last episode that I did. I'm not for all the blood and all this. I don't care if it is fake, like. Kevin was like, I told Kevin this last week, and he comes back with the most bloodiest movie I have ever seen. <laughs> and I just wanted to pass out five, six, seven times. Oh, trust me, that's worse. You bring the movie. So yeah, you bring the movie though, man. The 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 infamous scene you were talking about earlier, the opening scene, the blood rave scene. Yeah, that's all that. So it required at least 425 gallons of blood. And there's all types of things saying that it either came from cows, adults, or donations from blood banks. I don't know how true that is, but that had to be watered down. I mean, that's, I mean, that's water, what this is. Color, color, color. Um, and also, this is kind of weird, but there's apparently back in what was it, 2016 or? I'm clumping right here. I, yeah, I don't know if this ha- I don't know if this actually happened, but according to this article, October fifth, twenty sixteen, somebody was going to uh, do that blood rave scene in real life for like a Halloween party, and and grab like real blood and put it in the sprinklers and stuff. And why are people so nasty? I don't know. I don't know. And where, where are they gonna get all that blood from? I don't know. See, sketch. That's why I don't celebrate yeah, Halloween. Sketch. It, you know what? Not, yeah, so. All right. Things I would change about this film. Um, there's a couple of things I had a little bit of a little bit of things I would have changed or at least get more clarity of. What what happened to Karen? You know, at the end of it, you just you see her get say you see her and Blade at the end. You know, Blade said, let's get up out of here. And then the next scene, we see him in Moscow. Like, why isn't Karen with her? Like, you know what? What happened? And then the sequels, we don't even see Karen either. So it's like, what happened to Karen? So I would have liked a better explanation. I believe Blade Two covers it, maybe, but I'm not sure. All I know is that she just disappears and returns in the TV series, which is canon, but there's still no explanation. I want the film. I want the film explanation. I don't want no TV series explanation. So I would have gave a better explanation. That's one of the things I would have changed. Um, another thing I would have changed, maybe try to throw in a scene or two about 
Whistler's origin, Chris Christopherson's origin. I mean, he he, bre- he he briefly talks about it in the film, talking about how, how his family and his two daughters and his wife were like being tortured by a vampire drifter, I believe. But, you know, I, I just want to maybe see a little bit more of a scene in detail on what happened or how he became the way he is, maybe even how he jacked up his leg, something. I want to see a type of origin from Whistler. Um, how about more government officials working with vampires? They kept saying it, you know, we got a treaty with the, we got a treaty with the humans, you know. Well, how powerful does these humans have, like, in the, within this treaty? Because you know, they're they're like stressing it, saying we don't want the humans to, I guess, like overreact or, or break the treaty. Mm-hmm. How much power do they do they have in this treaty? Like, what, like, what is it that? I know, like I, like I said, I just want to be able to see the power in, from the government officials or whoever they have this treaty with within the with the vampires and the humans. Um, another thing about that film, second, second, a, a, a second in command guy, you know, because we have that we have Dragonetti, yeah, and um, was like the head of the vampire ranks, yeah, but. There was like, you know, these are guys are the, are the high of the high, high of the high, best of the best, pure blood vampire ranks, and there was nobody, there was nobody behind them to take up second command. Like, even even CEO, even companies that have CEOs and stuff, they have like a second command type of guy. So why didn't they have a second command type of guy? So you know, just worried about, just wondering about that. I would have definitely. Put like a second command guy, and also, also too, how was how and why wasn't nobody able to handle control Frost? You know, Frost like literally do did whatever he wanted to do, um, but it's just like a little maybe maybe like changed that a little bit more, like because we're not like take away from Frost, but show how, add add to his arsenal of how powerful he is like i just killed your boss now i killed your second in command you really need to follow me now or else you know i just and i wanted to see if they had some type of a handle on him because from watching the film he was like out of control and nobody could really do anything about it not even dragonetti because you see this the light the library scene you know he slapped the hell out of him <laughs> damn it frost i'm talking to you and then slapped the shit out of him right but still, that doesn't that doesn't do anything because he just like he, he just takes like a champ and then mm-hmm. just goes back to doing what he wants to do. That's true. So, yeah, that's some of the things I want to change about the film. You got anything you want to change about the film? I'm be honest, I, everything you just said, like I didn't think about any of those things. But while you were saying, I was like, yeah, that would that does make sense. Like that would be cool. But yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, like I said, I didn't think about any of that. Because honestly, I was going to be like, no, I don't really think about that. But yeah, like I definitely want to know what happened to Karen, my sister. And then yes. what happened to old dude Leg? Because that's why I asked when he first came out. I was like, oh, dang, he's a bad leg. And then um, yeah. Oh, and then actually, what happened? Where did that vampire come from? Like, why was Buddy in Moscow? He, I don't know. Yeah, see, this, see, that needs to be more explained. Yeah. Yeah. Why would, he went from Louisiana? Yeah. Oh, that's a fun fact. I, <laughs> this movie was based in New Orleans, and the comic book series Blade, uh, it's mainly in New Orleans as well. So I'm not too, I'm, I'm a little bit knowledgeable about the comics, but I'm not too knowledgeable. So he maybe might have went around the world, but um, I know that. The comic book, the Blade comic books, completely did a 360 once this movie came out because Blade in the comic books, he was an Englishman, and oh. he did, he, and he was a normal human being. He wasn't half vampire, half human. He was just a normal human being. And um, yeah, when this when the movie came out, they did 360, and they went, and Marvel Comics went went off the bat with the movie. They decided to make him. Change things around, make them half, half man, half vampire. Give them all the special weapons and all the uh, special martial arts abilities. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. That's how powerful this movie was, man. Changed a lot. Man, I see that now. I, ain't really like, I never knew that. So. Um, I do have one more thing about things I would change. Either get rid of Sanal Lathan's mom character. Whoa. Okay, okay, okay. Or add more to it because is she like a terrible mom in this situation? Yeah, like, she was kind of, kind of got weird. It got point. weird, right? I mean, First of all, you let Blade grow up with a weird white vampire hunting guy. Yeah. He grows up, is extremely cold, can't handle nobody, like likes to be alone, and uh, wear one of those school shooter jackets. Huh. And then, like, you know, she comes back and she's like, "Hi, Blade." It's like, bro, you've been gone most of this man's life. Why did you leave him? And then where did you go? Let's talk about the scene where she like rubbed her nose up against his chin. Yeah, oh, that was a very weird, nasty, me? sexual incest, incest type of shit. scene. But it's not like them bad. Though. She is. I mean, she could rub her nose on my chin. So know. let's try to. I mean, that's the one thing I would change for sure. Is just um, either get rid of her character or like add more depth. To her character, let's add more. We can't. And we're gonna get rid of that incentive scene, uh, incentive incest scene oh, for sure. Uh, top five. Top five. Here we go. The opening scene of Blade, the blood rape scene, when we are first introduced to him. You know, we see how we see how strong, how powerful the figure. This guy is like, oh shit, it's about to go down. It, Everybody was like dancing, having a good time, get blood sprayed all over them. And they were just like, have, like I said, having a great time. And then Blade just walks in and everybody changes their mood. And you know, shit's about to go down. Like, oh, it's Daywalker. <laughs> and they all backing up from him and stuff. That's when I'm like, oh, shit. I ain't gonna lie, when I first saw this movie as a kid, that scene freaked me out until I saw Blade come in. And I'm like, you know what? This is my savior right here. This dude about to oh, go in. So, and he went in. I he did his thing in that scene. So that's that's one of my top fives. Number two, his epic car. Mm. That thing, first of all, that thing was flying through through downtown New Orleans. Like I'm guessing that's downtown New Orleans. I don't know, but yeah, that thing was flying. I don't think you can fly like that through downtown Atlanta. You Bro. you asking for trouble. Oh, I see it every day on my way to work. That's kind of. <laughs> Number three that I love about this film is that it's Marvel's first black movie superhero film. Love it, love it, love it. The final fight scene in which he's like wiping out all of, uh, or close to the final fight scene where he's wiping out all of Frost's henchmen, left and right, Frost! screaming his name at the top of his lung while whooping their ass. I'm like, damn, doing some cool moves. He ripped out one dude's throat. Yeah. And then threw it in another guy's face. And then I was like, bro, this Blade is the ultimate badass. No, don't do that to me. Come on. Uh, yeah. And then I have for my last, for my last one, right? Are the quotes in this movie? I find them pretty epic or just like funny. Here's some of the quotes I that I got from the movie. Catch you fuckers at a bad time. <laughs> motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. I don't know what that means, but when he said that, he said motherfuckers trying to always ice skate uphill. Throws that needle up in the air, kicks it in, and it like lands right into his forehead. I was like, bro. Um, that's what happened. Damn it, Frost! I'm talking to you. That shit. <laughs> that shit funny as hell to me. How exactly do you think we fund this organization? We're not the March of Dimes. That was yeah. That was uh, that was a line right there. I was like, did he just say Marshall Jones? I think I like this one because I saw you laughing at this one. Smells like a vampire wiped his ass with it, bro. That I was in the room rolling, bro, when he said that because it was just the way he like. It was like a nonchalant like, bro. Did you really just hand me this? Like, <laughs> and probably like, probably my favorite one. My second favorite one is definitely motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. That's my favorite. That's my second favorite one. But my favorite one at the whole film, there's worse things out. There's worse things out at night. Like what? Like me. And then he puts the sword back in, in his back. And I'm like, bro, yeah. all right, Blade got it. Blade got it. I ain't gonna question nothing. I ain't gonna question nothing. Your top five. 
top five that you love about this movie. movie. Okay, even though it got a little weird, um, I do like how they brought Sinai back in there. <laughs> I only say that because, um, like, in the beginning of the movie, I didn't even know it was her. Like, I wasn't paying that much attention. I'm like, I mean, she cute. Who is it? Anywho, but the way they brought her back in, because supposedly she died on the table. Yeah, giving birth to Blake. Yeah, but then I guess she got life back because she was bitten by the vampire. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy that it was by Frost. That yeah, 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 that, that's a good, that's a good little plot twist. Yeah, that threw. I was like, "Dang, bro, he just, dang, bro, he did you like that?" Anywho, um, second, well, second part I like that I knew, like you said, the opening scene. Because at first I was like, I, I asked her, I was like, "Is that blood?" Like, <laughs> I see the sign behind the DJ. It says bloodbath. And I'm thinking like, okay. it, it's funny because it's funny because you asked me that question right, and as soon as you asked me that question, it's when it's, it's when it shows the sign and the DJ going raising his hands up in the air yeah. and, and then like. Let's, like a little bit of light shows the mm-hmm. where it says bloodbath, and I think they did it intentionally. Yeah. So I like that. Because, like I said, I think I watched a little bit of the movie like when I was like really, really little. Okay. So I hadn't seen it in years. And so I was like, I didn't even, I don't even remember that it was about vampires. I actually asked Kevin, I said, Is this about vampires? So it made sense. And I like how that scene was set up, even though, again, I'm not into the fake blood, real blood. It's nasty. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, three, I do like the ending. That one part where he flipped that, bro, that was five. He flipped the little thing up in there. He said, I walk a pow, you know, <laughs> so he kicked it and it landed in bro's forehead. That was cool. Yeah, it was um, cool. Um, and then I, like I said, all the action pack stuff. So for the, all the action pack stuff that Wesley was doing. Heavy action pack movie. It keep like, from the beginning, it had your attention. Throughout the whole movie. Yeah. He was fighting somebody. And every day he woke up. That's another thing. Did he ever sleep? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Sleep. We never seen never seen him sleep, eat, uh, nothing. No. I mean, all, all he did was uh, re up on the blood every day, like every twelve hours. The serum, serum. You know what night. the serum? You know what the serum is for, right? So he didn't turn all into to a vampire. Right? No, so he don't fight. So he don't, so he don't give into the urges of sucking sucking blood uh, because he's already half vampire. He sucked the heck out of Karen's blood. Boy. Yeah, he needed to. Yeah, he, he needed. He needed to do that. I thought so too. So yeah, and I think the fifth part was the actual uh, part where Wesley was like they not chained him up, like roped him into that thing, and uh, then they smashed put him in that box thing. Yeah, yeah, and then they started uh, getting his blood out of him. I thought that was like that reminded me of another movie, kind of like a cartoon type movie that I watched hmm. when I was little, and I was like, hmm. But it's cool how that happened, and then the blood went straight, in, and then went around the whole building and. Uh, Frost started setting up the sacrifices or whatever was going on. Yeah. Those little zombie people. So, yeah, that's definitely my top five. Um, so, now, if you listen to this, <coughs> I live in Georgia. <laughs> oh, okay. I got wine. Oh. <laughs> Is that it? Jazz, if you listen to this, oh, I'm just playing. Nah, she knows. She knows Sonata's mine. And she knows. And you know she knows. Yeah, she knows. And you know she knows. Y'all didn't know Kevin Sings. Well, all right. All right. <laughs> Kevin Sings on the weekends. We do karaoke on Thursdays. Oh, my. So, the last final segment, does it deserve a sequel? Or did it deserve a sequel? So, absolutely, it deserved, it definitely deserved a sequel. Um, all but Blade Trinity, like Blade Trinity, it wasn't bad. I uh, nah, fuck that. Yeah, it was bad, <laughs> and it was so bad that Wesley Snipes didn't even like the third one. He he despises mm. it. He hates it. I mean, over time, you know, he touches his mind, but mm. at for the most part, from what I've read online, is that he doesn't even like the third one at all. And he had like a horrible time shooting on with it. Ryan Reynolds was in it, and. Right, I think Ryan Reynolds could get on his nerves in the onset. So yeah. Um but Blade 2 was definitely awesome. Kind of makes me upset, but it's like the Marvel fans that are listening and whatnot. According to some of the rumors out there, Morbius, he's like a super vampire villain. He was supposed to be the main villain in Blade 2, but they changed it. So that kind of sucks. But it is what it is. There you go. As of recently, as part of the new Marvel movies announced, there's going to be a remake of Blade. 
And the new blade will be Mahershala Ali. Do you know who that is by chance? Last name Ali? Well, he's known for Moonlight. He's in the Green Book as a famous musician in there. And my personal favorite role he did so far is Cottonmouth in the Luke Cage series. He's like played like a big villain in the Luke Cage series. So, you know, I was kind of disappointed and upset at the Dome Blade, but I trust Mahershala Ali. And I'm not the only one because Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. also says that he trusts him. Yeah, how true. Um, when is that dropping? Do you know? Do I know? Mm, not no time soon. Ooh. But Wesley Snipes thinks it's going to be a good idea, or I guess like a good idea. Well, we trust Wesley. To have him. Yeah, we do because he's. Don't you say the go. Well, I mean, he's the original Blade, and I mean. Oh yeah. Okay. And 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 then in technical terms, he did save. He he did save the. Marvel superhero movie series. And I didn't know that. And I huge shout out and respect to him for doing that because till Kevin said that, like I said, I wasn't really a big Wesley Snipes fan, but you know, hey, I got to show respect, bro. And a lot of people love Blade, and there's a lot of people that that were hate that hate that this is being remade, and there's like a lot of it, it happened on Twitter a lot. Like a lot of people were were complaining about it, and um, Wesley Snipes, you know, he he went on to. Um, he went on to, to speak about it on a website called comicbook.com and he said this to all the day walkers losing their minds right now <laughs> chillax all of the news comes as a surprise it's all good such is the business of entertainment much peace to the MCU crew always a fan honor and, honor and respect to Grandmaster Stan Stanley the, yeah. congratulations Congratulations and salam to Mahershala Ali, a beautiful and talented artist whose expressions I look forward to experiencing for many years to come. Inshallah, we will someday work together. Most importantly to my loyal fans, the incredible outpouring of love is overwhelming. I am grateful for the never-ending support. So, nah, fret, nah, worry. It's not the end of the story. Welcome to the Daywalker Click. So, where are you? Very powerful, outstanding words. If you ask me to, from Wesley Snipes, you know, showing a great, showing great uh, character class. You know, mm-hmm. not not saying this is bull spit or yeah, you guys should be upset. Like he takes this re- really professionally, and you know, if Wesley Snipes is cool with it, then I'm cool with it too. Yeah, you're changing my mind about Wesley as a person. So I, don't I don't know why I didn't like him. I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, he he was a producer of this film too. He he helped he helped produce Blade and I mean shoot he wanted a black actress instead of a white actress to play his uh, supporting female role. I mean he's a all around good professional nice guy. But I, I heard I mean I, I heard he's somewhat difficult to work with at times. But you know who wasn't perfect? Yeah, who wasn't perfect in this world? You know so I've been at jobs before where you know <laughs> anyway yeah so. My uh, the next segment I have this is going to be a surprise for most of my listeners, but for the Hollywood Shuffle, do you have any party anybody you would recast in mind? Because personally, me, I just don't have a need to do this segment because they are redoing the movie right now. Sure, I mean the only thing what you said earlier maybe uh, only other person I can see doing. Would you have Will Smith? You think Will Smith can do it? I don't know if I have Will doing that. Most of his movies that I've watched, there's like a there's like there's some type of comical side to him. Focus. Um, what other movie like Hitch? Like that's the that's the type of Will Smith that I like seeing. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the goofy side. Uh, now, like I said, Morpheus and the Matrix played serious the whole time. I don't remember him saying one joke. That's why I said I could see him doing it. Okay. But Will Smith is a great actor too, so I can see him doing it. You know, so if he had to be serious, yeah, it'd just be hard to see. Him. And well, you know, like I said, there's really no need to do this segment for me, at least, since they were doing the the movie. So all I can say is, like I've been stressing, I support Mahershala Ali, mm-hmm. and knowing his 
talented acting skills. He should kill it. I definitely believe in it. Believe in him, and I'm definitely looking forward to watching this movie. Yeah, I'll probably watch it too. I'm gonna be honest with you. So I gotta compare. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't think it's gonna be better than Blade version, but okay. I mean, than the Wesley Snipes version, but it's okay. I'm still, I'll still go out there and watch the support. Yeah. So before we go, before you go, you want to say one more thing about Young CEO or anything? I want you to stress Young CEO out, like. Um, like what people don't understand is Darrell Morris is one of the most hardest working and inspiring individuals out here in this world. Very, very talented as well. Very creative. And the story behind your young CEO brand is, is really great. It's really powerful. So that's why, that's why I want that's why I want you to stress more about the young CEO. I want people to understand how great, how great of a brand it is and, how you guys should just go out there and check out his merchandise because it has he has some pretty good merchandise. I mean, it's getting cold soon. He got jackets for you. He got some toboggans, some long, some uh, long sweatshirts, um, long sleeve shirts. Crew necks. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I feel like I have to have like a lot of questions set up. Okay, but um, like I said, I mean, I'll just do it. Big. Um. How can I wear this? Uh, I rip young CEO, I guess, and I I make sure that I put it on for it because um, if people, I'm not gonna tell my story on here, but yeah, if yeah, people actually do know true. my story, then they know that like it's been it's been an uphill battle from like the age of 13, 14, and uh, I could have made a lot of life decisions to go the opposite way than what I did. Um, so my, my whole story to me is I just feel like I'm an inspiration or I try to be an inspiration to other people. And, um, eventually I want to be my own, my own boss and like own different things. Like I have a whole list of things that I want to be doing to make me multiple streams of income. Um, and so I'm actually working on those things right now. I'm actually really, like I said, I'm heavily into the stocks now, but I'm actually already looking into getting into real estate. I believe 2021. So uh, just I'm just taking it one day at a time, but yeah, my, I'm doing everything that I'm doing to inspire the next person because it doesn't matter what you've gone through. And I know I talked, I just talked about my story, but there's somebody out there that's way off worse than me. They have mm. a story that's way worse than mine. Say it. I take everything. I never take anything for granted because okay. I mean I've had my lows and I've had my highs, but you know, hey, somebody I always think about that. Somebody is always worse off than I. I believe if you go to youngceoco.com, there's also like a brief or yeah, be- like a better explanation of yeah what, it's the, about. yeah what it's all about. Which are probably updated soon, maybe about video. Okay. But yeah, um, like I said, it just started off as a school project. Like I always had the mindset of doing something like it, but to actually put it into action, that was pretty cool. And like I said, I'm just here to inspire the other entrepreneurs. Like I have people who are bakers who are cooks who are into stocks who do real estate and they all they've all bought stuff they follow me i follow them um kevin doing podcasts like there's so many different what's the word i guess i'm pronouncing it right niches okay or whatever niches whatever how you want to pronounce it bitches no n-i-c-h-e-s no i'm talking about you okay yeah so uh um, I, we might have one segment where I just have, I guess, questions that I've, I've had through DMs and stuff. Okay. And go from there. But yeah, like this is just the beginning. So it is. Y'all just stay tuned because one day y'all gonna be like, oh man, y'all like y'all, y'all be reaching out to me, which and I always return the messages and advice and whatnot. So I'm I try to stay humble. I would like to say I'm a pretty humble guy. I say that too. So when it comes to basketball, oh, that's a different animal. Then then you become demon. Yeah, so <laughs> sports related, I'm gonna be a savage with y'all. But no, nah, seriously, all business stuff, I'm all about that. I love to see people grow. I love to see, especially you know, the younger um, African American kids. Like, mm. uh, I'm actually um, going to have a giveaway this Christmas. Okay. In the name of Young CEO, I'm actually gonna. Um, well, you know, it's still in October, man. You know we. Yeah, I'm gonna set up a. Christmas giveaway. This is a Halloween episode, not a Christmas I'm sorry, episode. I'm letting y'all know ahead of time. So I'm not fault. You don't look it up, though. 
But yeah, me and my girl, we're gonna we're gonna do something for for everybody out there. So yeah, man, just stay tuned, man. Just relax. You got the young CEO hat on right now, Kimmel. Yes, like sir. That, you know that's that's one my favorite one so far. One or two. So I actually a lot of people like that. And another thing I like about your hats too is that you got the, that jean type of hat, jean yeah. material type. I forgot what it's called. It's called a, it's like a stress dad hat. There you material. go. It's it's all like that too. So, well, yeah, man, check it out, man. Yeah, even if y'all just check it out, send me a message, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, it's pretty simple. The Instagram name is just Darrell Morris, D A R Y E L Morris. And then the young CEO page is young underscore CEO co. Mm-hmm. So feel free. Yes, sir. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Yes, sir. So, my brother, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I always enjoy these movies because you be throwing me for the loops. But when I saw Blade, I was like, okay, like, this, this is going to be action packed. I'm ready for this one. All right. Yeah. So, uh, that's it. That's the show. Okay. We ain't got no more. We ain't got no more. Um, tune in because next episode, next episode will be my very first double episode where I will be covering Return of the Living Dead Mm. and Night of the Living Dead. Oh, that'd be cool. Y'all stay tuned for that, for sure. Thank you so much. See you next time.